0: Sword and Laser, do doo, sword and laser, do doo, sword and laser, do do doo, sword and laser, slash Patreon.com to join the hunt for good reads. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and of course, awesome discussions from fans
1: just like you. We're not drinking anything. Well, that's not that's a lie. I'm I'm drinking water and Veronica's drinking something she can't remember. So, uh, I think fill it's in Mictor's. Your own. I think it's
0: it's Mictor's. Oh, it really? all just came back to me. It's Mictor's, it's Mictors and Mictors it's Bourbon? Special Reserve. Mm. Um something. That's all I remember.
1: I'm drinking a crystal geyser water. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Wait, from like a, from from a, a, from a, a jug? A big,
1: big jug, yeah. Can, exactly. are, are
0: you not able to drink the tap water in LA anymore?
1: No, no, you can drink the tap water in LA. Uh, but my doctor was noticing something about the hard water that it's oh, long okay. And okay. involved. Okay. So getting okay. spring water was better. Even though spring water is also hard. I don't remember. You get Whatever a filtered, it was, it worked.
0: Filtered water to like so, uh, like a water softener, like filter or something.
1: Yeah. Filter wasn't enough because that's what I was doing. Oh,
0: yeah. oh okay. Interesting. Um, well, I'm glad, glad to hear you're hydrating.
1: Yes. Very important. Yes. Uh, big fan of dihydrogen monoxide. <laughs> Let's jump into the quick burns. <laughs> Uh, Jan, uh, gave us so many this week. We are so appreciative of Jan. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jan. And because it's been three weeks, uh, since we were on, uh, we got a lot of stuff, so let's get right to it. As the Hollywood Reporter writes, there is a Jon Snow sequel series in sequel development at series. HBO. Sequel series. Well, it's Jon Snow, right? Right. Uh, oh, oh, and here's what makes it obvious it's a sequel, because you'd be like, well, it could be Kid Jon Snow. Oh, no. It's got Kit Harrington attached to play mm-hmm. Jon Snow. So it's Pretty much Mm -hmm. gotta be a sequel. Uh, This means there are now four live action and three animation Game of Thrones projects in some stage of development at HBO in addition to the upcoming House of the Dragon prequel series plus one stage play which would revive (laughs) iconic characters and explore the origins of Robert's Rebellion. So
0: there's the yeah, I don't know the full list of all the shows. I'm sure we can put those in the- uh, Yeah, House of the somewhere. Dragon's the only
1: one that's actually happening. Okay. Uh, the others may not even have actual names. I know there's a Dunkin' Egg project is one of them. Oh,
0: I love that. Yeah. That's super great. Um, it's It's really fascinating to me how even in spite of the kind of reaction to the last season- Sometimes even the last two seasons, but really the last season that HBO was still like full steam ahead with all these projects and ideas. It's pretty ballsy.
1: <laughs> it's so funny because uh, we talked about this on Cord Killers, uh, mm-hmm. the show I do about TV and movie with, with Brian Brushwood. He reacted to the same facts, but with a different attitude, which mm-hmm. was... Like, wow, HBO really thinks they can make this work when everyone had such a horrible reaction. I think
0: that was the same reaction. I think he <laughs> yeah, and I your, just had the same reaction. You
1: sounded so much nicer the way you put it. Oh, well,
0: you know, This was a
1: lot more <laughs> blunt. <laughs>
0: I think if anything, I've only learned to be like less, like more blunt by my time exposed to Brian. So that makes a lot of sense <laughs> to me.
1: Yeah. You were definitely making the same point. Your, your mm-hmm. attitudes towards it were, were quite different, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't use the word cash grab because you're subscribed to HBO max for uh, other reasons.
0: Yeah. Like Barry
1: Yeah, and hacks.
0: <laughs> sure. Jan also says uh, that rank, uh, from, I tried to combine the words penguin and random, uh, penguin random house has announced a new imprint random house worlds dedicated entirely to licensed book publishing. Uh, the imprint will be home to, uh, media related books from star Wars, Minecraft, stranger things, Garfield, (laughs) magic, the gathering, Lore Olympus, critical role, and others. All licensed brands published by Del Rey and other random house imprints will migrate to the new random house worlds imprint starting in 2023.
1: This is not going to affect anyone's reading, but there is sort of an attachment to these to these logos, and mm-hmm. not seeing Del Rey below the Star Wars is gonna feel weird. Not gonna lie. I
0: see. Yeah, I, I don't read very many novelizations based on existing properties, um, the way I know that you have um, sometimes. So that's it, it. Doesn't really click for me in that way. Mm, yeah. Um, but it does Honestly, make sense that like the marketing stuff, departments yeah when
1: i read stuff now it's often on a kindle anyway so i'm not seeing it it goes back mm-hmm. to the old days i see i probably won't even notice yeah
0: well you know it's, it's it it makes total sense for me for like a for a publishing house to be affiliated more closely to the um you know the original publishers or creators of those properties um that ip So they probably have, we'll have like special marketing departments, special PR, special like branding departments, all sorts of things that are going to be dedicated to that and specialized to that. So I'm sure that'll make it easier in many ways.
1: It's a lot of stuff that had a lot of meanings to come to an agreement uh, to do a thing that most people won't notice.
0: (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) We appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) we we appreciate the hard work you put in.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Jan pointed out that Goodreads released their list of most popular books of 2022 so far. In science fiction and fantasy, the top five are, at number five, Sea of Tranquility by Emily St. John Mandel. At number four, The War of Two Queens by Jennifer L. Armentrout. At number three, Daughter of the Moon Goddess by Su Lin Tan. Number two, Book of Night by Holly Black. And our number one most popular science fiction and fantasy see So far in 2022 is House of Sky and Breath by Sarah J. Moss.
0: Okay. So we are, we're, we're not off to a good start, it seems, in terms of picking the, uh, the hot properties for 2022 for Sword and Laser. Huh. Hmm. Is that, that what say we do? about us? We pick the most popular. I think <laughs> yes. you
1: are good at picking the hot properties. I usually pick something that everyone complains about and says is dated. Oh,
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's true. You picked something not dated for next month. I
1: have I have picked something uh, new and not dated for next month. We'll talk about that in a little bit.
0: We will. Mark says the 2022 Scribe Award nominees have been announced. Uh, winners will be announced at the award ceremony at San Diego Comic-Con Friday, July 22nd, the day after my birthday. Um, up for the awards for adapted novel uh, Alien. Alien 3, the unproduced screenplay by William Gibson uh, by Pat Cadigan. Confusing. Um, Freshwater, the adapted movie novelization by Julian Michael Carver. Halloween Kills, the official movie novelization by Tim Wagoner. And then for original novel, Speculative, Witches Unleashed, a Marvel Untold novel by Carrie Harris, The Rebels of Venaheim, a Marvel Legends of Asgard novel by Richard Lee Byers, Star Trek Oblivion's Gate by David Mack, Rogue Elements by John Jackson Miller and To Chart the Clouds, a Legend of the Five Rings novel by Evan Dickin.
1: Yeah. So the Alien 3, the unproduced screenplay by William Gibson and then adapted by Pat Cadigan.
0: Wait, I think the, that's that could have been that, written differently. <laughs> yeah, I, th- <laughs>
1: that I think that's what that means is that mm-hmm. William Gibson wrote a screenplay for Alien 3 that was unproduced and Pat Cadigan has now turned that unproduced screenplay into a novel. Into
0: a novel. Yeah. Okay. I think you're right unless William Gibson <laughs> is doing the adaptation and Pat Cadigan wrote the original screenplay.
1: No, I think you'd write it the other way then, don't you Mark think? Mark says
0: you got it right.
1: I did? Okay.
0: Unless Ooh. he wrote really fast and was talking about me, but I think he meant you.
1: Oh yeah, if you go to the Scribe Awards, they just say Alien 3 by Pat Cadigan okay. in the short listing of it. So yeah, that makes sense. All right, you got it right. Uh, Then Jan says the Lambda Literary Foundation has announced the winners for the annual Lambda Literary Awards celebrating the best lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender books. Winner of the Lammy in the LGBTQ speculative fiction category is No Gods, No Monsters by Cadwell Turnbull, which is described on Goodreads the following way. One October morning, Lina gets the news that her brother was shot and killed by Boston cops. But what looks like a case of police brutality soon reveals something much stranger. Monster. Monsters are real, and they want everyone to know.
0: Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. That sounds like a good premise. I like that. No
1: gods, no monsters. Turns out there are monsters. Maybe gods? Maybe there's also gods. Unclear. Who can say until you've read the winner (laughs) of this year's Lammy.
0: Jan also says, On nominees for the first Utopia Awards, presented in association with the Climate Fiction Conference, CliFiCon 22... To be held online October 1st, 2022, have been announced. The nominees in the Utopian novella category are The Impossible Resurrection of Grief by Octavia Cade, A Psalm for the Wild Built by Becky Chambers, Submergence by Arula Ratnakar, The Necessity of Stars by E. Catherine Tobler, and After the Dragons by Cynthia Zhang.
1: After the Dragons, I have not read, but looks really good but I have read a song for the Wild Bill. It's so good.
0: Did I finish that? I had it on NetGalley and I can't remember if I finished that. Was Which that one? the one Becky about Chambers? The, the, boys, the boys who went to the strip club?
1: Yeah, uh-huh.
0: It is that one. Yep. I, th- I did finish that. Okay. Oh, you
1: did? Okay, okay, yeah.
0: I did, okay. That, I like how that's the only thing I remember
1: about the <laughs> it's book. It's pretty early on in the story too. So if you're like, wait, spoiler. All right, I'll have to go check. Yeah, I'll yeah. have to go
0: check. I mean, that's pretty broad. A yeah. lot of things happen in that book. It's just <laughs> one it? of those things broad oh god <laughs> all right you're pretty up.
1: broad mm-hmm. tamahome uh, wrote that harlan ellison's last edgy anthology to be published posthumously next year with the help of j michael strasinski uh and tamahome admits i actually saw this in wikipedia just but like we have casually a link to the wikiing
0: song. harlan ellison Elle- <laughs> Ellis Ellison's Harlan. Ellison. Any of those. <laughs> I'm mixing people's <laughs> names tonight.
1: H- H- Haley Gibson. Is
0: that spooning? Remember spooning? Not that's not the when you lie thing. down next to someone, not the little spoon, big spoon, but it used to be, we used to call it spooning when we were kids where you would like mix up words.
1: Oh really? Yeah. I never heard it used that. Yeah,
0: usually it's because you took too much cough syrup for fun.
1: I was not in the recreational cough syrup scene. Like you mm. were. That's why I don't don't know the slang. That's how they always knew I was a narc. It's a
0: spoonerism, Mac Lurker says. Spoonerism.
1: Oh, I've heard that.
0: Yeah, all right. I feel like the kids in my town just got that confused and called spooning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that that makes sense. Is anyway, that a
0: spoonerism of itself somehow?
1: Michael Straczynski of uh, of uh, Babylon 5 fame. Oh. Jay Michaels. Yeah.
0: Jan also says Netflix has re-released... Released Netflix has just released. They didn't re-release anything. A first clip for first kill, an adaptation of the short story by V.E. Schwab about a sapphic teenage vampire monster hunter romance. First kill premiered June 10th, 2022. Oh,
1: first eight episodes or all eight episodes, uh, went up on June 10th.
0: Huh? On Netflix. Yeah. Totally missed this. Well, is it too spooky for me? Am I? That's because
1: you spooky? didn't hear, you didn't uh, listen to this week's sword and laser yet. Oh
0: crap! There you go. <laughs> Bound to happen
1: when crap. Veronica told us about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jan also pointed out Netflix released a first teaser trailer for the upcoming Paul Feig movie, The School for Good and Evil, based on the series by Soman Chanani and set to premiere in September. Netflix writes: The School for Good and Evil follows best friends Sophie and Agatha, who find themselves on opposing sides of a modern fairy tale when they're swept away into an enchanted school where young heroes and villains are trained to protect the balance of good and evil. Uh, the movie features Charlize Theron, Carrie hmm. Washington, Sophia Ann Caruso, and Sophia Wiley. Wow, that's, that's a cast! That's a big cast, uh, a a big cast. Right yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right.
1: Now we so know why Netflix is, is broke.
0: I thought Netflix was broke because they were spending like four point seven billion dollars on the um, on the um, uh, money pot for um, their real life adaptation of Squid Game.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a drop in the bucket. That ain't nothing. Well, four, I feel like just 4. a couple billion million. dollars
0: could really have. It's million. Yeah, I thought it was billion.
1: I don't think it's billion.
0: Billion's a lot of money. But million doesn't seem like a lot of money in today's market for that kind of thing.
1: <laughs> I mean, it seems like a lot of money to me. I don't know what your salary you're pulling down now. I feel
0: like that could <laughs> have paid Adobe some bucks. people's salaries for a little while. <laughs> um, Tech uh, stocks are not good.
1: Let's see. You should know. Oh, oh you get paid. You don't get paid in cash and technology. I forgot. You only get no. paid in stock. Uh, I found a story from NBC News. four point five poor, six million. also stock
0: poor, turns out. <laughs>
1: 4.56 million dollars. Oh, okay. Not I thought that it was billion. billion. No. Tom Woman says crazy. I get paid
0: in PDFs, which is depressing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, check Acrobat for your paycheck today.
0: I get paid in PDFs and, and flash documents that won't open. <laughs> 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 Too soon. Too soon. Um Joanna says, Samuel Delaney's new book, This Short Day of Frost and Sun, according to author, it is fantasy in the manner of J.K. Chesterton's The Man Who Was Thursday, will be serialized in the Georgia Review starting from the summer 2022 issue.
1: Samuel Delaney's new book. How awesome is that?
0: That's pretty awesome.
1: Well done. I can't wait to check that out.
0: Yeah. And serialized. Very cool.
1: Yeah. Very Dickensian. Yes.
0: Yes. All right. Well, that wraps up our barrier. Nope. Nope. That wraps up our quick burns. Mm. Don't get ahead of yourself, Belmont. Um, Thank you for everyone who submitted stories. You can do so over on our discord channel or over on our quick burns thread on Goodreads. All right. Well, now it is time for barrier sword, which is our feedback from the audience.
1: So, we talked last episode, if you remember, about those time comparisons. Like, it's been five years, it's been the same amount of time since Superman 2 came out as it was from Superman 2 to Casablanca or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some actual ones from folks that were pretty fun. You ready? Yeah. Jan pointed out the original Star Wars is way closer to the outbreak of World War II than it is to today.
0: And we're talking about the filming of the films. The and original not,
1: Star Wars movie. Not Hope.
0: Star Wars when it actually takes place in no, a galaxy it far, it far away. it actually took
1: place a long time ago. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. That's closer to the pyramids than Cleopatra right. was closer to or the pyramids. To today. You're, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Exactly. Uh, Tessie Dave <laughs> pointed out Cleopatra, speaking of the Egyptians, lived closer in time to the building of the Sydney Opera House than she did to the building of the Pyramids of Giza.
0: I whipped that out in casual conversation the other day because I had read this thread. Uh-huh. And no one was impressed. Really? And I was so blown away by that.
1: Were they like, what are the pyramids of they Giza? Like,
0: they were like, okay, whatever, Veronica. Who's
1: Cleopatra? I was like, What's well, an this opera is what house? I get
0: for trying to explain things to babies, Australia but still. Isn't
1: real. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, And then finally, Paul pointed out the amount of time between the first Stegosaurus and the last Tyrannosaurus is roughly the same as the amount of time between the last Tyrannosaurus and now.
0: I also said that one and they still weren't impressed.
1: They haven't lived long enough. They're like, they're like, everything you're saying is old.
0: I thought (laughs) this was really cool. I was really impressed by these. I thought these were both really cool. Yeah, I thought all three of these were. All three of them. Yeah. But especially the dinosaur one, because I think we all think that most of the dinosaurs exactly. live together at the same time.
1: Stegosaurus and Tyrannosaurus, not contemporary.
0: We have been fooled by dioramas
1: mm, for decades. So many lying dioramas. Let's call them liaramas.
0: More like liaramas, am I right?
1: <laughs> anyway, thanks for the uh, fun time comparisons. That was super cool.
0: We got an email from Jason, who writes, Good evening. I am presently reading the oldest books on the podcast. I was hoping to listen to those old shows. I have discovered that you've posed all the old shows on SoundCloud. My question is, are the first few shows available somewhere that I haven't looked? Thanks for any help or guidance you can provide, Jason.
1: All right, Veronica, what's the help or p- guidance you are going to provide?
0: I was hoping you knew the answer to that. No,
1: because you posted all of those shows.
0: Mm. <laughs> I'll take a look, see around. I wonder if they're on the wiki. I wonder if, if it was on the daily
1: wiki. tech news show or any of those, I'd say, go on, on, to archive.org. Cause that's how I used to publish all that stuff, but well, I don't did. think you were doing it that way. No,
0: we did. You I did? think we did. Okay. Yeah. And then I re I added them all again. I thought to so look the, on
1: archive.org, Jason, uh, just search for sword and laser and anything we posted there will show up, but you did switch to something else before going to SoundCloud, I think. Right.
0: Thought. All right, I'm looking. I know we had a podcast for American Gods. I'm I almost answered post. this email,
1: and then I was like, "Oh, Veronica handled those, so I don't know what I'm talking about." Uh,
0: maybe we didn't have shows back then. All right, when is the first? Oh, the first podcast was Neuromancer chapters one and two. Oh, that's a oh, wow. broken you JavaScript a and, file. If
1: you do Sword and Laser on uh, archive.org, Sword and Laser podcast episode one comes right up from February 4th 2008
0: does it okay so sorry send me that link
1: it's in the doc now and I'm going to play a little bit (laughs) we We, we used uh, Jonathan for a while told
0: Josh
1: we got permission from Jonathan to use this too so I think we
0: Probably it's our fine play. Right? Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Sword and
1: Laser podcast, episode number one. I'm Veronica Belmont. I'm
0: Tom Merritt. <laughs> and uh, this is our new show. And it's all about our book club that we have online at theswordandlaser.com.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Our brand new sci fi and fantasy book club, Thus, The Sword and The Laser.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're very clever like that. You actually came up with that name kind of joking around. And I was like, no. I was great. coming up
1: with like all all kinds of ridiculous names for this thing, and uh, that one stuck somehow.
0: <laughs> so yeah, we're on our fourth book right now. Um, wow! I wanted to keep listening. To I know
1: it. we're gonna, like we're not doing the rest <laughs> of today's show. We're just going to listen to episode one. Sorry, y'all.
0: <laughs> we we sound the same.
1: My mic's better.
0: Your mic is much better now. Yeah, <laughs> for sure.
1: Yeah, very I true. Think that was my old sure mic. But it wasn't an SM50. It was like a a P48 or something like that.
0: Oh, there's so many different. I can download all these different file versions. I got to go get all these old episodes before the internet explodes and something happens to them.
1: Exactly. But there you go. Update the
0: website. Live customer service.
1: (laughs) <laughs>
0: that is that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was gonna check archive, but I hadn't had a chance to. And I thought maybe maybe you knew off the top of your head.
1: No, I didn't. Uh, but we figured it out. We uh, did. Beth Mitchum's back though with a Twitter review. Are you ready? I'm ready. Machinehood, SB Divya. Great big and small scale questions, ideas about humanity's future and so- societal change. Peaks at future kitchen technology and virtual (laughs) school. Characters worry about world destruction and spousal discord.
0: Nice. So
1: good at capturing all the elements of it. The story. That's amazing, Beth Mitchum. You're the best.
0: We also have a review from Kenley who says, um, A place we may become or are familiar and yet not to lie is to be jailed. A story of a spectator. Those who uncover the lies... A Death That Leads Us on a Journey, Fun Play with Words, a Cop Drama, Golden State by Ben H. Winters, book number three for June Sword and Laser Pick. I like that, mysterious. Also, you've read three books already this month.
1: Wow. Okay, so this was one of the book reviews that, that, that Kenley did. I got it. Yeah, that's Kenley great. did a
0: did a Twitter review for the third book that they read, and I let was me confused
1: when when they put Sword and Laser pick because I was like, but "We didn't pick that." I'm like, "Oh, right, this is pick your own book and then review it situation." I'm
0: creeping on his um, Twitter account now to see if he wrote other reviews for other books. Ooh, that's a giant spider! Oh my god, this is the biggest spider I've ever seen, Kenley. Ooh. Okay, I'm not going to link to that because um, that's that scares me. I don't want to upset people. Ooh, okay, here's another one. This is book number one. If Then by Kate Hope Day, book number one for June Sword and Laser Pick. It was quick and easy read, shifting through the multiverse, gives us pause on what could have been, what might have been, choices we make, mostly traditional fiction with some genre mixed into the story. I liked it.
1: Hmm. Very nice. Nice. Uh, And then there's this review, a nice subtle change in iOS 16 search on every page. (laughs) It's not a book, but it's a good review.
0: (laughs) He did not review the spider. Fortunately.
1: (laughs) What is with the spider? That's crazy. It's really large. Uh, Can you put, can you put the link to that review in the uh, doc as well? Thank you. Uh, Thank you. And thank you, Kenley. Those are great.
0: I did try actually um, embarrassingly to write my own review uh, a Twitter review um of the book that I read this month. and um I tried to do it before our show today, and i wasn't wasn't doing well. I was not good at this. So um extra kudos to beth and and Kenley for for doing this every so often because it's actually a lot harder. Um, it's pretty hard. It's just hard. It's hard to do, yeah, writing reviews in general is hard. Making them short and sweet and and informative is extra hard.
1: And thanks, everybody, for participating in in reading things and sharing what you're reading with everybody. Uh, If you're like, Tom, you only shared one book. uh, That's because that's the only one I read.
0: (laughs) I did write a review for for Nona the Ninth that I posted on NetGalley, but I'll also post it on Goodreads um, because I didn't really I finished it, but I didn't really write a whole review there. Um, But yeah, I guess we'll talk about our book of the month discussion now. No spoilers um, because we haven't. We didn't define a book for this yeah, month. Yeah,
1: we won't have any spoilers for for this month's picks because they're all different.
0: Yeah. Um, so I read uh, Nona the Ninth, um, which is the third book in um, in the uh, series, The Tetralogy, uh, by um, Tamsin Mirror. And I loved it and also left with a lot of questions. Questions which will hopefully be answered in Electo the Ninth, which is the fourth and final book.
1: Okay, in, so it's not um, a trilogy; it's a, it's, a tetralogy. Tetralogy, it's a tetralogy, which means there are four. Gotcha. Right,
0: correct. Um, but I did, I did really love it. It, it picks off uh, pretty close to where um, where Harrow the Ninth left off. Um, sorry, the Lock Tomb trilogy. I was trying to remember the name of the of the full series. Um, which I guess you can't call it the Loctomb trilogy anymore. The
1: Loctune
0: Tetralogy. Tetralogy. Um <laughs> Yeah. But it was, it was good. It was very different. And um it, it involved uh, a lot of dogs that were loved, well loved.
1: That's, That's all I'm good. gonna say I like that. hmm hmm Um how is it? carrying on from the first book that we all read as a pick for sword and laser without uh, being spoilery, obviously, which may be impossible, but like, I'm, I'm curious if all, you know, is the first book, is it go in a lot of different directions? So is confused. it more of the same?
0: No, well, no, no. I'm so not talking much about weird it, but stuff like, happened.
1: J- okay. Okay.
0: So much weird stuff happened in Harrow the ninth. Mm. So Gideon the ninth Felt like a very straightforward, I think, funny, interesting, Mm -hmm. gothy, cool. Yeah, yeah. Smart, you know, fantasy-ish, spacey-ish novel. Fantasy, but also sci-fi in many ways. Um, Hera the Ninth goes in a direction that takes it very, um, very much more sci-fi. And hmm. also throws everything you thought you knew about Gideon the Ninth into okay. complete disarray.
1: Gotcha. Good. And that's so all a of a sudden you're that's like a good promise. Yeah. yeah I like you're that. like,
0: wait, what? Uh-huh. What is happening? And then Nona the Ninth, um, you know, it's interesting because Electo the Ninth was supposed to be the third book. Um, and so Nona the Ninth kind of comes in between and fill some of the gaps, uh, between what happens from the end of, of Harrow to Electo. Um, and I'm really confused now, like how Electo could even be told without this story. Mm. Um, because there's so much in there that's, that is bridging those books. Um, and so, but it, it made me more confused in some ways about who is who and Mm. what is happening. And I really can't
1: Get into
0: it. It's intriguing
1: though. Making me want to dive back in.
0: It made me really wish I had reread Harrow again Uh, before. um, Before Nona. Because I I don't know if you remember from Gideon the Ninth, like just there's so many characters and they all have very like elaborate names so there's the nine houses and and there's the, the cavalier and the, um, I
1: know they kept trying yeah. to be like, and so now they, these three contestants are the only, only ones participating. And I'd be like, I don't know what any of these people.
0: are. Yeah. So now there's, there's new characters or there's characters in Nona that I think were mentioned in Harrow and I'm like, not super sure. So I feel mm. like I either needed a list of all the characters readily available to me or yeah. But Still very funny in parts, very, very dear um and exciting. And uh yeah.
1: I finished Exit Strategy by Martha Wells, fourth in the Murderbot Diaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is my review. Murderbot is one of my favorite sec units. Well, the only one I know, but still, there is no adventure that goes unenjoyed by me. These books are like my personal rise and fall of the sanctuary moon.
0: Hmm.
1: Which that is a reference to a a series a drama series that Murderbot enjoys in the Murderbot Diaries. For anybody who doesn't know,
0: mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really don't know if I should mark Nona the Ninth as SL Laser or SL Sword. More users have marked it as fantasy than science fiction, so I'm going to put it as sword. Okay. okay.
1: Okay. Um, but yeah, Exit Strategy uh, brings me up to date to Network Effect, which we read as an official pick. Uh, so I've now read all the, all the prior Murderbot diaries, and I am jumping into the kill zone. No, what is mm-hmm. it called? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not what it's called. Uh, I'm jumping into the sixth book, which because we had so many discussions about like book order and what order you should read. And was it okay to read network effect before reading the first four uh, stories? The cool part fugitive telemetry is the Mm -hmm. sixth book takes place immediately after exit strategy. Mm -hmm. It's not a sequel to the fifth book. So it's actually pretty great. And I got a little confused because I went from exit strategy into fugitive telemetry And they're immediately referring to things from exit strategy. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I know that, that, that just happened. And that just happened. And I'm like, wait a minute, but am I not remembering network effect? Because they don't seem to be mentioning anything with network effect. And then I realized, oh, this fills the gap between exit strategy and network effect. Uh, so it was kind of fun to go straight from exit strategy, uh, to fugitive telemetry in that way. Nice. Like one continuous story. Great books, and Martha Wells has said you can read them in whatever order you feel like.
0: Oh, I don't, you know. I, authors always say that. I never believe them.
1: They don't always. Some of them are like, I wasn't it. Um, who writes the Drist novels? Oh, I
0: knew you were going to say that. Yes. Um, I. Oh my God. Um, um, um Robert. No, Robert. No. Um. Um.
1: R. A. Salvatore. <gasps> R.A. Salvatore. But-
0: His name is Bob. Bob, Bob, Bob Salvatore. Yeah. yeah.
1: I feel like he's one of the people I was that was like, Robert, like nope, Roberto. You, you want to read them in the order I wrote them in. Yeah.
0: That's so funny. As soon as you said that, like yep. the, I was like, but Robert. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what the R stands for. Um, cool. Well, excellent. Well, I still want to hear more reviews. So make sure people, you know, if you, if you've finished your book, if you want to write a little Twitter post, if you want to post a little something on Instagram, if you want to email us, feedback at swordandlaser.com. If you want to post it on Goodreads and send us a link, just remember, I just want to hear about all the great books you're reading this month in your in your free read for Jenny.
1: Big thanks uh, in Discord. Uh, lots of people in there in the Jenny was a friend group chat uh, posting all their different reviews, non-spoiler reviews. Thanks, oh, nice. Elizabeth, Elianara, J- John Nevitz, Three Random Calvi, is in there, so many people in Proseccas in there rebel geeks in there um yeah so it if if you want to see everybody else's uh jump in the discord which you can link to from your sword and laser patreon
0: amazing thank you all so much. all right well, I think that about wraps up our episode no um, no no
1: no no. We got it's to announce not, the next month book because the patrons already
0: know. In, you didn't put it in the show notes.
1: It's right there. Your cursor is like two things below. Oh,
0: you're right. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was, I was looking at it wrong. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. That was my uh, bad.
1: Next, next month is Hunt the Stars by Jesse Mihalik. Uh Veronica and I uh, were brainstorming over a text message and uh, I was just throwing out ideas and we eventually settled upon this one. It is a crew uh, desperately in need of credits and a bounty hunter. And they take a job from a sworn enemy and, uh, they suspect a sinister plot. And as I wrote in the book briefing, a crew, a bounty hunter, a sinister plot. I could use a good space adventure. This sounds great. And it's, uh, it's got some good reviews out there. So, uh, Jesse Mahalik, uh, if you don't know, uh, describes herself as writing urban fantasy and romantic science fiction. but her urban fantasy novel was not the first thing that she got picked up. It was her science mm. fiction novel. But she was trying to get her dream agent to pick her up, and he and it was the science fiction novel that that convinced her. So uh, she has put out a trilogy already, and this is the first in a new separate trilogy, uh, "The Starlight's Shadow," and book two, "To Hunt the Stars," isn't out yet. So we'll read "Hunt the mm. Stars" in mm-hmm. July. And by mid July, July twelfth, the second book, "Eclipse of the Moon," comes out. So if you like "Hunt the Stars," you'll be able to jump right into book two.
0: Very cool. That's funny. Uh, my husband was asking me the other day. He was like, "How often do you actually like read the next book in a series from Sword and Laser?" And I'm like, honestly, not as much as I would like to. Yeah. Just same. Because we're so busy with the books, um, with like picking a new thing every month. So I guess it was I'd say nice.
1: James S. A. Corey. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 um, Expanse series and, uh, Jade trilogy, uh, the, the Jade saga. I'm
0: not getting into the third book.
1: Mm, really? It's I'm not I'm having a hard time yet. getting yeah. in. I've read, am like 25% was for way It for me through. too, but it, it picks up.
0: Like, okay. All right. I believe you. I yeah. loved the first one. The second mm-hmm. one was a bit more of a slog and the third one I'm really Oh, I loved a hard the second time.
1: one too. Yeah. You're you're right. There's a lot of politics at the beginning of the first one that you have mm-hmm. to be patient with. Uh, but it but it it gets going. Just just stick with it. All right. It. I'll stick Put with it. I'll J- do my best. And, you know. <laughs> Fight on. it out. Yeah
0: channel my way through.
1: Exactly. All right.
0: (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Um, If you want to get in touch with us, uh, no, wait, skip the important part. Our show is currently entirely funded by you, our patrons. Thank you so much to the folks who back our show. If you want to help support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash sword and laser.
1: You could also support the show by buying books. You're going to buy books anyway, right? Well, a lot of you are going to check them out of the library, which is super cool. But if you are going to buy a book, uh, buy it through our links at swordandlaser.comslash slash picks.
0: You can get in touch with us by emailing us at feedback at swordandlaser.com. We are on Instagram and Twitter at swordandlaser. And you can join us over on Goodreads at goodreads.com slash swordandlaser. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.